0: Hi everyone, you're listening to episode number 22 of the Elysium Project podcast, the long awaited reboot. I'm your host, Brian Johnson. If you enjoy listening to the Elysium Project podcast, the number one thing you can do to help this movement grow is share our content on social media with your family and friends. It's free. If you wanna take it a step further, please consider supporting us on Patreon by heading to www.ElysiumProject.tv and clicking the big Patreon button at the bottom of the page. There you will get access to our official Project Supporter Zone and we will mail out a personalized gratitude package right to your doorstep. How about that? Hello, 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 beautiful people well it has been a while hasn't it 2020 certainly brought with it challenges for us all and for myself a lot of that time was taken for introspection and reflection on the elysium vision which i set out to do almost three years ago in 2018. in may of that year i launched episode one the origin story which received wonderful feedback However, as the months passed, I realized I wanted to make some edits to that podcast. So here we are in January 2021 with a refined version of that story to tell. Now, I'm not one to talk too much about myself. However, for the purpose of this podcast and vision, it is important that I do tell the story of my life that I have lived and the 36 years that have brought me to this point. Elysium Project really was a vision that was forged almost 15 years ago out of my own pain and suffering. Interestingly and thankfully, I have had a pretty normal and happy childhood. I was always the odd one out from the bunch, but I still had friends and a loving family who gave me the foundation to become the person who I am today. It was really in my late teens when this whole process that we call life started to become a bit challenging. I started becoming very depressed with the world I saw around me. One might say the concept of buying things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. I began to feel the world around me was one big rat race, somewhat of an endless self-defeating pursuit without real purpose. And that was when my real journey and challenges began. When I was around the age of 20, still living with my parents, they took a five-week vacation to Europe, and I recall a strange feeling I was having in the months prior to them leaving. I felt like I had the solution to the anger and frustration growing inside me at what seemed like an unconscious world around me and that I would be able to somehow solve it during that period of time. It was almost as if I had a giant to-do list growing in my head and that during that time I would have the house to myself, I would somehow be able to check off those boxes and everything would be okay. I was also and still am a musician and I had actually initially intended to record a short album I had written while they were gone. Instead, within minutes of them leaving, I began cleaning the house and on the first day put in a solid 10 hours scrubbing, vacuuming, disinfecting, rearranging. My to-do list was mostly full of tasks revolving around cleanliness with the erroneous belief that somehow that would solve my underlying problems. This continued for day 2, 3, 13. And yes, you guessed it, five weeks were spent tirelessly cleaning the family home. Over and over and over and over. Even in the memory of this today is hard for me to fathom how quickly I fell into a hole of deep mental distress. My parents came home five weeks later, to an absolute spotless home and a son who was laying on the sofa nearly in tears. Mom, Dad, I said, I have a problem. Later that day, I went into the hospital because I had such a severe anxiety attack I could barely breathe. I didn't know much about obsessive-compulsive disorder at the time, But in the coming weeks, I would learn a whole lot because, yes, if you guessed OCD, you're right. I learned that that is what I was dealing with. The next two years were not kind to me. And try as I may, I seemed to be unable to fight the demons inside of me that were day by day taking me deeper into my own pit of despair. In the year 2006, I was so ill and withdrawn from society that I spent every single day alone in my bedroom in the family basement. The only words ever spoken were the occasional few to my parents as I left my room to get food. Each day consisted of a rigorous schedule. I would wake up, I would have several showers, wash my bedding, The towels, clean my room, organize pictures on the wall, again and again, ad nauseum. This, as you probably can guess, was not fun, not at all, and my heart goes out to anyone suffering with mental illness and the prison which it can create within one's own mind. Despite medications and therapy and whatever measures were taken, I was simply not improving. And I was also a very confused young man. I did not understand why this was happening to me. And as we often do as people, when we don't understand a situation, we try to project the blame onto others. There's a saying that, When you point one finger at someone else, there's three pointing back at you. (laughs) It pains me to remember how much I began to resent my parents, family, friends, and believe this was somehow their fault, that if only they did X, Y, or Z, I would be okay. Nearly two years of my life were spent self-isolating in that basement, following That dreadful and exhausting daily routine. And it was simply taking me nowhere. It was now 2008. I was angry and ready for a change. And I had a plan in place. With money I had inherited from my grandparents, I left everything behind and with only the clothes on my back and the money in my wallet, boarded a plane to a brand new city where I told my family they would never see me again. It's so hard for me to talk about this because obviously so much has changed since that time and it brings up a lot of pain that I would do that to my family who loved me so deeply when the problem had nothing to do with them and everything to do with me. But it happened. This is the true story of my life and now I found myself in a completely new city where I knew no one and somehow believed I would be able to put my past behind me and start completely fresh. To some extent this was the truth because the next eight months were spent reading book after book on self-help, spirituality, nutrition, alternative medicine. In short, I was on a deep search for answers and meaning in a life which previously seemed devoid of such. One of the first books I picked up on my first week in this new life, so to speak, was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. For those who haven't read this book, in short, much like the title says, it's a book about cultivating present moment awareness to not let the memories of the past or anxiety of the future weigh too much on who we are in the here and now. I highly recommend it, and it's still one of my favorite books to this day. As I was going through the pages, I realized I'd never read anything quite like it. Now, I didn't come from a religious family, so my awareness of anything spiritual, including the word itself, was pretty minimal. However, the power of now resonated deeply to me and began what I would call my spiritual journey. And The cool thing about having obsessive-compulsive disorder is that if you learn to control it, you can really obsess and channel your energy into good things. And this is what I spent the next few years doing. I connected with several different Buddhist communities, went to Hindu temples, spoke with Christian priests, studied Taoism and Advaita Vedanta. I was simply obsessed. But this time obsessed with something that was taking me down a healing path. As I mentioned, I was also really into nutrition and alternative medicine, And it was during this period which I first experimented with the 80-10-10 raw vegan diet, where for three months I sustained myself and in fact felt amazing eating a diet of mostly raw fruit, leafy greens, and small amounts of nuts and seeds. But obviously as I was walking this path, an awareness grew within me that I had some wrongs to right, One of the more vivid memories I will ever have is the day I finally phoned home. After a year without hearing from his son, my father answered the phone where I was in tears over the fact that I had ever put the blame on him for the journey which I had to walk through with my own mental health. Forgiveness is one of the most beautiful things we can give to another human, and in that moment we shared a lot of that. And I realized that I was now going through a very deep healing journey. Along the course of this journey, I would have a child, Astrid, who I'm going to have on quickly at the end of this podcast to share a few words. But suffice it to say, most certainly I would not be the same person I am today without the gift of parenthood. It's truly a life-changing experience and journey. So with two years spent away from my original hometown and a child on the way, I found myself moving back home, a much healthier and more balanced person and ready to reintegrate with society around me and friends and family. But if there's one thing that life teaches us all, It's that it ain't over until it's over. And as much as those two years were spent immersed in spirituality and natural forms of healing, I still needed to find a way to sustain myself and support my now family. I managed to do this with some success. However, it was not always perfect. With the relationship with my daughter's mother falling apart, I found myself reaching to destructive behaviors in order to cope. Addiction to drinking, sex, pornography, and a lifestyle that was no longer taking me in a direction that I felt was congruent with who I am and my life purpose. So from obsessive compulsive disorder to now addictions, I found myself at the age of 30, once again, hopeless and in despair. My father would also pass away that year, and would you believe it, he passed away on the very same day that six years prior, I left home and told him I never wanted to see him again. He was an amazing father, and I'm of the belief that he is out there right now listening to this. So thank you, Dad, for showing me the true meaning of unconditional love and support. Because without that, I don't think I would have have had it in me to launch what is today Elysium Project. Let me just rewind a little bit so that we can get up to speed as to exactly how and why I decided to create Elysium Project. And then I want to talk a little bit about what exactly it is and what I hope we can achieve through this vision. So, in 2008, when I began the spiritual journey, which I spoke of, my great goal was always finding true enlightenment, as it is known in Eastern spirituality. The idea that through meditation and mindfulness, we can free ourselves from our own suffering. I certainly have experienced moments of this throughout my life but it wasn't until my struggles with alcohol and sex addiction that i began to revisit this idea of enlightenment i was fortunate enough to have the foresight to seek help through the 12-step program of alcoholics anonymous which is a program based around finding sobriety through reaching out to our higher power it was really in these next few years and working through the steps that I had my second spiritual awakening, so to speak, and felt that all the pain and struggles I had been through in life were really just a lesson and that I needed to do something to give back to the world around me which had given me so much. Because although great beauty does exist, there is also tremendous suffering, that we do have the answers to. It's an alarming and very real statistic. You can go straight to the UN website and look it up, that 25,000 human beings are dying per day of hunger-related causes. Let that sink in for a few seconds. And once you do... Ask yourself, is it even remotely acceptable that those of us in the affluent Western world can go to a mall and buy a $75 designer t-shirt when during that half hour of time spent shopping, roughly 450 people somewhere on the other side of the planet have died because they didn't have access to food or clean drinking water? This is Totally unacceptable. We have a banking system which prints money out of debt. In other words, the money doesn't actually come from our government, but from private banks, and there is never enough money in circulation to pay off the debt. So like a game of musical chairs, the system is literally built to leave someone somewhere with the short end of the stick. And the problem with all this is there exists a disequilibrium where the food and resources do indeed exist to support a thriving egalitarian global society but we've created quite literally a game where the rule book favors the wealthy and elite and it's disgusting We're in the middle of a very real pandemic right now with COVID-19, which poses its own problems. But what the media doesn't spend much time talking about is all the other pandemics that have been taking lives daily around the world private prior to COVID-19. Mental health, addictions, and people literally killing themselves because they overeat the wrong food. Now, i don't want to focus too much on the negative but it's sad and unacceptable and i know we can do better so three years ago in may of 2018 i launched elysium project and the underlying goal and philosophy behind this vision is that i believe part of our responsibility as humans walking this earth is to at least try to leave the planet in better condition than we found it. It was actually in 2016 when Donald Trump, of all people, became president that I realized how powerful new forms of online media can be at spreading information. Even if that information is disinformation, which in the case of the rise of Donald Trump, it largely was. So here we are, and even though I just spent this podcast telling you a story about myself, this isn't about myself. Elysium Project is an invitation to any and all humans looking to make a positive change in the world around us, and that is the focus of this podcast. Whether a person considers themselves spiritual or not, a vegan or not, whether they are on the political right or left, it doesn't matter because we're all in this together. And that's the only way we will ever make forward change is if we learn to work together. So no matter the topic, if it is an idea that seems to be making positive and tangible impact on the world around us, chances are you will hear about it on this podcast. And we will continue to work together, big or small, and make changes for the greater good. Now, I told you earlier that I would have my daughter make a brief appearance at the end of this podcast because she really is an inspiring person to me. She's quickly approaching the age of 10, And for those of you who have attended the Canada Fruit Festival the past few years, you may have already met her. So without further ado, the lady of the hour, Astrid Johnson. Astrid Johnson, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Is this your first time being interviewed? Yes. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I know that there's some, you have some family and some friends that are excited to hear you on the show today yeah so i'm going to ask you a few questions um you're almost 10 years old so now that you've been here on this planet for almost 10 years what do you think is some of or one of the most important things that you've learned
1: um to be kind and that family is important
0: Very true. Family is very important, isn't it? And being kind, treating others the way you would want to be treated. Yeah. That's awesome. And what are some of the things that you think we as people can do to make the planet a better place for future generations?
1: To not litter because it goes into the ocean sometimes and it makes the animals in the ocean die
0: yeah making sure that we're not yeah that we're not littering and that we're we're reusing and recycling yeah that's great
1: and to not use plastic as much as you can
0: perfect that's a great idea you've also been to the canada fruit festival both years now in 20 i guess 2018 and 2019 so you would have been 7 and eight years old, what was your favorite part of being there?
1: Um... Seeing people.
0: Seeing people, yeah. Being being outside.
1: Around people.
0: Yeah, there's lots of really nice people there, isn't there?
1: Yeah. The one thing I really got scared of, though, was the bees and stuff.
0: Oh, all the the bees, yeah, because there's so much fruit there that, that the bees like it even more than the people, maybe. Yeah yeah do you think you would recommend it for other kids though yeah yeah was it fun to play out in the sun with everyone
1: yeah but i would only recommend being to the fruit festival if you're a kid if you um aren't scared of bugs
0: (laughs) only recommend it if you're not scared of bugs there you go you heard it here first from Astrid johnson maybe one day you'll be on the podcast again do you think Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe in the future, as years pass down the road, you'll you'll host some podcasts.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. What are some of your future goals, Astrid? Um,
1: mm.
0: like, is there anything you want to say to anyone?
1: Yeah, yeah. um, not anything to say to anyone. But one of my future goals is to learn how to break dance.
0: Learn how to break dance. There you go. Well maybe you can do that and at the next fruit festival you can show everyone how you break dance.
1: Yeah and only why I wanted to break dance was because I saw a movie that was about break dancing and it was really epic.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Well thank you for coming on the podcast, Astrid. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there anything else you want to say to anyone before before you go? No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I love you.
1: Love you too. Bye.
0: All right. Well, before we close out this episode of the Elysium Project podcast, I'd like to, for a moment, revisit why I've been on what turned into a year-long hiatus. As many of you already know, in November of 2019, while vacationing in Hawaii, I was hospitalized and required emergency surgery for what's known as a volvulus. From what I've been able to understand from my doctors is that, anatomically speaking, I was born with small intestines that can get tangled around one another and cause an obstruction. It is excruciatingly painful and I would not wish it upon anyone. However, that was the third time it happened to me at that point. Being stuck in the hospital on a small island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, in a place where I knew no one, was probably one of the most challenging experiences in my life to date. And yet, ten days later, when I finally flew home, it happened again, only hours after the plane landing. The experience threw me into a bit of a depression, and I struggled finding the drive to move forward with Elysium Project. Fast forward the clock to January 8th, 2021, less than three weeks to this recording. I was once again hospitalized with my third bowel obstruction in 13 months. The hospital is being drained of resources due to the COVID-19 pandemic, It took 16 hours until I received the life-saving surgery I required. By the time I was on the operating room floor, in the words of Dr. McLean, the lead surgeon, the entirety of my small intestines were swollen purple and nearly dead. I was sent to the ICU, the intensive care unit, where I was intubated and put on life support in hopes that overnight the swelling would go down. The next morning, they reopened the incision, where, by the grace of God, the swelling did in fact go down enough that I could be saved, given a second chance at life. Perhaps things happened for a reason, because over the course of the next week in the hospital, an incredible transition occurred within me. On that operating room table, death was tapping me on the shoulder. Are you ready? And don't get me wrong, I have lived an incredible life thus far and I'm so grateful for all the highs and lows which have brought me to this point. But I'm far from done here. (laughs) If anything, the experience reminded me to live for the moment. Find a well of gratitude within your soul and let it sing remind people how much you love them because you never know when it will be their or your last day love life and life will love you back thank you for listening to the show today remember if you like what you just heard the number one thing you can do to help support this vision is share this episode on social media with your friends. And as always, if you want to take it a step further, you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash TV and become an official project supporter. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.